Broadcasting from Orchard Park, New York, and Boca Raton, Florida, you are listening to Freight 360. Whether it's breaking news, tips to increase your business, or just some good old sports talk, this podcast is all about having a conversation about the world of freight. I'm your host, Nate Cross. And Benjamin Kowalski. Let's talk freight. All right. Welcome back. Episode 115 of Freight 360. We don't have Ben today. We have Mr. Will Jones. Will, how are you? I'm doing quite fine, Nate. It's been a, a pretty busy month uh, leading up to the holidays and looking forward to getting through that and back to work, to be honest with you. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, we had Will on uh, back in June of this year. He's, a, he's an independent agent um, with my company, and uh, he's been everything from W-2 to a, a licensed brokerage, started a couple of brokerages. and you know, been an agent a couple times around. So wealth of knowledge. And we've got a, a lot of good questions we're going to run through today. And uh, I'm just, just glad to have you on here, Will. Uh, but first, if you're brand yeah. new here, hit that subscribe button. You get the latest content every Friday when we drop it here, uh, whether it's YouTube or iTunes, wherever you listen to us. And make sure to leave that review. Five stars helps us rank higher. And um, share us with all your friends in the industry. We've got a lot of a lot of good. Well, let's give them some 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 high some high stars. Some high stars. That's right. Five stars is always a good thing. Helps us rank good and help folks find us that uh, could use us. So, um, a lot of good questions. But before we get into today's uh, episode, Will, um, did you watch any sports or NFL this past weekend? Because the first thing I want to say is my Buffalo Bills had a nice little comeback game over the Jets. But uh, who did you watch? Well, uh, being that Nate and I, have, or Nate, you and I have been colleagues for years, I've kind of always followed and favored the Bills. But one of my favorite teams that let me down this week, and I don't know why I'm, I'm infatuated, is, is uh, the, the Buccaneers. I think it's great that, that Brady and Gronk went down to Tampa Bay first year won the Super Bowl. But, you know, it's, it's getting down to the nitty gritty right before are the playoffs. Are they like, what are they, six and three now? Yeah, yeah, they started off, you know, like the, the Kraken, and now they're kind of falling off. The Bill, what are the Bills? Uh, six and three. Yeah, six and three. Yeah, Buffalo's got it. Buffalo's hosting Indianapolis this weekend. I think there's a seven-point spread there. Um, yeah. I had a nice little – I had a nice spread win, thanks to you, Mr. Jones. Yeah, but, you sure uh, did. <laughs> did you bet on the Bills? Yeah, that was that was my tip, and then I took some others that kind of made me be flush. But yeah, that was. A good I wonder if there's there. ever going to be a free 360 sports book now that hey. online, so online sports gambling actually finally got approved in New York, and they're going to have DraftKings, um, Caesars, MGM. Ben uh, Affleck has Valley. his own deal. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get it in by the Super Bowl, but hey, Buffalo is uh, favored by a lot of people to uh, to win the Super Bowl. Still, you know what's crazy? Tennessee's like number one in the AFC, and they're people are just saying they can't do it. They can't get through the postseason. And sorry to cut you off. You know I'm more well versed in college football. I bleed orange. I go Vols. You know I went to the University of Tennessee. GBO um, and and it's. It's just like almost the same format as the Tennessee Titans. You know, we can't finish. We, we put up against Alabama the first half. We were tied, and then third quarter, we just fell off. Uh, it's a good fight quarter. to put up, though. Well, and, and that's college. But what I was getting at, you know, the pros, 
the, the Tennessee Titans are the same way. They just can't finish. So I'm I'm rooting for the Bills, and uh, I'm expecting that that Bills gear that you told me you're going to mail me about a month ago. So <laughs> Got to get you to a game up here. Um, good stuff. I'll give my predictions on this weekend at the end of the episode. So a lot of good questions. First, I got to give a shout out to our friends and sponsor over at DAT. Take the guesswork out of freight with DAT. The DAT Loadboard Network is the largest on-demand freight marketplace in North America, connecting brokers with available capacity in any lane. Grow your business with tools that allow you to find new partners. Plus, you can quickly qualify and onboard new car- carrier onboard new carriers and with the industry's leading freight rate data you can make clear and confident pricing decisions usually ben reads this off but he's not here Ooh, so how can i fumble through it but as always check out the link in the episode notes you'll get a free month of any dat load board uh, dat power is what i use every day and will that's what you use every day too so i do that's and it's a very convenient every time i turn it on i say how convenient and uh it is it's and that's the thing, we can jump into that, just a quick thing I have to say is the top two boards, you know, to find trucks, search trucks, post loads, be truck stop or DAT. And yeah. I think DAT can kick rocks at internet truck stop. That's just an opinion. Let's get down to business here, Nate. Let's get down to business. All right. So um, last time we had you on, we talked through basically the you know success story of yours and kind of your background in freight. Um, you've done a little bit of everything in brokerage. So. Um, we got some listener questions that we're going to go through. I, I obviously I, I sent them over to you, but a lot of this stuff is pretty basic or simple. You know, feel free and give your take on it. Uh, we'll get right into it. So the first question we had somebody ask is, what are some of the fines or penalties that I should include on my rate cons? Uh, and I want to start off by it's saying fine, that fines and penal fines and penalties. Oh, okay, so I got you. Yeah. Go so like you know, for example, like the serial charge. Yeah. So like think about detention or late pick up late delivery um stuff like that right and i mean long story short if there's any possible fine you're going to issue you should probably list it on your rate confirmation so like what what are some of the things that you talk to carriers about all right Um, so when first and foremost when when you book a when you book a truck or a carrier and you vetted them to the a plus status that your brokerage that's successful should um, some of the fines or penalties shouldn't occur should you include every piece of information that they need to pick up your freight because when you start becoming successful and gaining more volume and customers you want to put everything that is valid to the load pickup number reference number customer name to a T um, everything they need and there won't be any. Or you also want to add, should there be uh, a late timing for a crane chart? You know, there's going to be a fine. You want to be fine. You want, you want to fine tooth comb it. What, what's the term I'm looking for, Nate? Uh, run through it with a fine tooth comb. See, I don't comb my hair, so uh, <laughs> I don't have enough hair to comb. What I'm getting at is, you want to put every everything that. Um, an asset charge will be, you know, a lumper should be paid and reimbursed. Uh, detention will be paid if drive in after two hours. If not negotiated, you say no detention. You want to put everything that a carrier will and try to get out of you on that rate con yep. that covers your assets. 
that's good. I like that uh, double entendre. No, I agree with you, man. I've seen too many times that a customer might, they might have certain fines. Like if you don't have your POD sent in within 48 hours or 72 hours, customer might find you 50 bucks. And if you intend to pass that through to a carrier, you've got to tell them ahead of time and have it documented. So I agree. Yeah, that's, I that, agree that's a good point real quick. That answers that question, I think. But always document, always have correspondence on your rates with your customer. Always have communication and correspondence with your carriers alike. Yep. Good stuff. All right, next question. Um, what are some tips for someone that is going off on their own to start their first brokerage? Now, context to this question. This is someone that they work in brokerage already, right? They've been in it for years, um, W2 employee, been an agent, and now they're like, I wanna go off and start my own brokerage and get you know get my own operating authority and all that. Will, you've done this a couple yes. of times over. Uh, um, yeah, I've done it uh, you think? Four, four times from, from Admin to janitor is what I like to call it. So, you know, obviously you need your BOC3, you need your surety bond. You've got to get your operating authority, which is your motor carrier, USDOT number, your insurance, which cargo liability, the industry standards, 100,000, uh, 1 million. Um, and you really want to have, if you're opening up your own brokerage, you're going to be the new kid on the block, so to speak. Yeah. You're not going to be able to post loads and carriers call in. You're going to have to call out and almost sell the carrier more than you're trying to get, you know, new business from cold call customers. Yeah, because these carriers are looking you up on a and Sonia or whatever. You know, um, I think that provides even a. a, a, a yeah, like Truckstop does, Dat does, Transcredit, Ansonia. All those. A lot guys, of factoring companies will too. That's why you hear when you're, if you start a new brokerage, because I went through this, you might have to prepay uh, ACH wire for the first month, uh, talk to DAT, negotiate, which I think we can go on, go on to next. Um, but it's something that you need to uh, really work on building your payables. Uh, with your accounting department to the carrier uh, as soon as possible. That's the only way to build your credibility because you're the new kid on the block. Yeah. It's got you know, all the hot pockets and baby so, bites. So let me ask you this. I mean, that, that that bleeds into our next question, which is how long should it take for my credit to actually look good? Um, so like they actually asked Ed, Sony and DAT, for example, right? How long after I'm paying on time or prepaying whatever, how long should it take for that stuff to reflect? And I've talked about it in the past, um, factoring companies, it's one thing, but a carrier, they may not report that stuff necessarily, yeah. right? You gotta like, yeah. you gotta you, beg and plead them. But what, so what did you see? You're talking a month or what does that look like on average? Until you can, <laughs> on average, if, things if you've this done. is just my opinion and a statistic, it would be 30 days. Now, there's been different scenarios. For instance, I opened up uh, a freight brokerage for Platinum Cargo Logistics, which they were a freight forwarder out of Wheat Ridge, Colorado. This was in 2015. Uh, opened up a successful brokerage, and they had been the new kid on the block for you know being a freight broker, not a freight forwarder. So sure. they were quite wealthy with what they did. and. Uh, they ended up paying uh, Duns and Bradstreet DB ten thousand dollars just to go ahead and leap them to the top. 
which is pay to play. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Which, that I mean, if you've if you've got if you got the money, that's fine. But honestly, just you know, keep your accounting, your invoicing uh, to your customers so they pay you. Don't don't you know overpay your carriers. You want to have your receivables and your payables, you know. Um, you know, evenly measured, but but definitely stay on top of that. Thirty days, I would say, would be the answer. That's interesting. I, I've had people that have told me they've been in the business a year, if not a little bit over a year, and they're still having factoring companies turn them down. So it it all comes it, down. It probably to, depends on what they were doing in those in that first year, though. Now, let me, yeah, let me backtrack. So this this last venture I did in Miami, Florida, JFS Logistics, Jacob Fleischman Sons. They, I got down there with some kind of broken promises. They handed me a credit card and said, open up a brokerage. I said, well, okay. Uh, so I did that. Um, it took me one month, two months to get our whole accounting system, which they like to do from 1982, but I kind of sped it up and, uh, you know, we're, we're in the new age where there's, there's technology and we don't have to file every piece of paper. Um, but that's not going to go there. Um, <laughs> it's a good point, that though. being said, if you, there's technology and software, QuickBooks, what have you, that, you know, if you don't want to go through a factoring company, because I've heard of brokerages using factoring companies, but that just defeats the purpose of having a 100% self-run sustaining brokerage. Yeah. So, yeah, it took me 30 days to get us, you know, up to 90 and above. Uh, 90 and above on your credit rating, you're saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so you're prepaying carriers that whole time though? Yes. Well, when you say prepay though, are you paying upon delivery or how are you actually doing it? It would depend. I'm quite the salesman, not to toot my own horn. So these carriers, you know, I would say, listen, I'm not a new kid on the block, but this brokerage is. Um, uh, we move 40, 50 loads out of here a day out of Miami. And outbound Miami, if you know the brokerage industry or, or the freight industry transportation, it's hard to get out of for any uh, equipment, flatbed, dry van, reefer, what have you. So I would say, listen, I'm gonna prepay you half, 50% when you pick up, and you'll have a wire when you show me POD, proof yep. of delivery. That's- so That's exactly what I was scenario, but yeah. but, it, but it ended up working out. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it, that's exactly what we've we've talked about on this show before. Is um, it's almost like you wouldn't give a fuel advance out to a carrier if they hadn't picked up the load yet. You know what I mean? Like you, you want to make sure verify that that load's been picked up, and then upon delivery, absolutely right. Um, and that yeah. will help you if you consistently do that. Now the problem people run into is they're like, well, I don't have. I don't have the money or the funds or the capital to prepay carriers. And I, like, I'm sorry, but that is, that is, you know, it's a hurdle. In my opinion, Nate, right. To just to kind of agree with you and not to put down anybody that needs a fuel advance, but you really don't want to use a carrier who's asking right out of the gate for a fuel advance. Right. I got, I got, uh, you know, bamboozled, let's say twice from a, a racketeering company over in the Middle East that, you know, uh, got us for like $17,000. They would present themselves as a broker, uh, 
and they would dispatch, but then they would ask for the field advance, and you wouldn't hear from them. So just be careful, especially with com, com data checks. Those are those are very uh, hacker friendly, I guess you should say. Uh, but back to your point, I kind of went off the. <laughs> no, it's okay. And that's some of the risk you take when, if you're trying to pay carriers quick, like, or, you know, advance them money upon pickup yeah. to get your credit. Is it just because you have a new MC doesn't mean you're, you are partially the new kid on the block, right? So, the, you know, person that asked this question asked, you know, they've been, do, they've been doing this job for quite a while. And what are some tips is, you can reference, you know, your your style of business and your success from the past, and you can get a lot of references from people you've done business with before you went out and got your own authority, right? And there's a subjective nature to it, and people will they'll actually take into account the character, your personal character, your, your personality over the phone. You know, yeah. I, I I used to have just a, pretty much was a song I sang, but I would just say to me, like, "This is Wilbur. That's my nickname, Wilbur, like from Mister Ed." Anyway. Uh, Wilbur Jones, JFS. Yes, we were in, we were a new uh, brokerage, new kid on the block, and I went on and on and on. We can prepay you, but I promise you, you're going to be paid within by the time you deliver next day, and that's how we had to do it. Um, and they, you know, that's your word, your bond to the carrier. Once you once you've done a couple loads, a few loads, your name gets out on the street per se. Like I said, new new kid on the block. And and you, they know you have the freight. They're going to start calling you, and you won't have to worry about it. So that's right. why I said 30, 30, 30 to sixty days would be, a, would be a good average. I dig it. I dig it. I do too. Good stuff. All right, let's get on to the next question here. This is about tracking. So, uh, what tools can I use for GPS tracking? Um, obviously, Mac. What's that? I said I'll let you handle that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, MacroPoint is probably the most commonly used tracking software that's out there, right? Truckstop also has a, a tool for it. Trucker Tools has a tool. Um, ELDs, just about all the major ELD providers now for carriers have some kind of tracking tool that you can enable depending on which TMS you're using. But How convenient. Uh, say again? I said, how convenient? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, first of well, all, they, they got to want to integrate it and it has to be able to be integrated. But yeah, um, yeah. when they rolled out a lot of the, the ELDs out there, uh, tracking is obviously part of it because the, they, these fleets want to know where their assets are located around the country. So they're, they're able to pull that data. Problem is a lot of drivers don't want to give you their location. Right. They don't want to well, be acted like they're, they don't want to be treated like they're being babysat by, yeah. you know, freight broker. Then, then well, I had Vlad a, wants I had, to do Vlad's job. I had a reefer load uh, that picked up Jacksonville to Tracy, California, some frozen lobster tails, and and this guy was adamant about me sending him macro point because he didn't, you know, he, he was a very very uh, just professional driver, and he didn't want to have to you know update me. He wanted me to be able to you know follow him and his hours yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, like you said, a lot of these guys, it, it all goes with the vetting part. And uh, I think MacroPoint's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, did, uh, and that's why I said how convenient on the on the ELD. Um, that would, I don't know. What, what, are, there, are there different law, are there different kind of laws or 
bylaws that that would break the ELD with the USDOT on on tracking that would go into uh, not thing. to my knowledge. I'll, I'll tell you with the capability side. So there's a lot of there's a lot of new TMS platforms that have popped up. Obviously, you know, you and I have personally gone through demos on a handful of them for our company, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the big thing is a lot of these new. TMS companies or software companies out there, their goal is to be able to integrate with as many tools out there as possible. And one of the big points of focus was on uh, in-transit visibility for drivers, right? And they have the ability now to API integrate with a lot of various ELD platforms to be able to pull live tracking in similar to what MacroPoint would do, but you don't have to pay the cost because MacroPoint, obviously you pay per load that you're tracking. Whereas if you already have an ELD and your TMS already supports it, they can integrate. The reality is not a lot of people are actually using that tool because not not every single broker is gonna have tracking on their loads and not every carrier wants to be tracked on their loads, but it's capable. So you know what's a lot more efficient in my eyes? Is you let your carriers out on the front end, you just have good communication with them throughout the transit. What do you think, Mr. Will? Uh, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. My first when I when I book wow. a truck, what's your MC? What's your or what's your name? How you doing today? How's the weather? Whatever. MC number, uh, truck trailer number, driver name, driver number, ETA, and then it goes back to one of the first questions: uh, where some of the fines or penalties. That goes along with providing every piece of information that will cause you not to get a phone call when you're in the middle of a conference call with a Caterpillar customer you just landed from a truck driver that doesn't know what he's doing. He just showed up. I got and his name is Mike, but it, I don't know my pickup number. Um, you know, it's just, it's something that it's being complacent, being, being, giving as much information to your carrier will save you a whirlwind of of headaches and that's I've been adamant about that I'm credible grave so yeah you know what I mean no you're you're absolutely right I dig it you can prevent the need for tracking and prevent the need for prevent the a lot of issues that pop up if you just tell them they disappear like or if they break down that's why I always get the driver's number, and and I and I always use the phrase, "Listen, I'm not going to be bugging your driver. I'll be I'll be you know getting updates from you, dispatcher, Tammy. Uh, but just for safety reasons, we I can't send you a Raycon because I have to fill in this field with your driver's number. That's how I put it. A little white line number, nobody. You know what though? Some TMS platforms they will have the driver's cell phone number as a mandatory field. Obviously, you could just fudge it. But that's what you mean. Maybe that little white lie, though. But it's you well, know. It's, I mean, it's really not. It's it's actually something that's very. I think it should be a part of a USDOT regulation that the driver or the ELD. Now that we have ELD, I mean, or they have ELD, and we, we're the broker. But it's something you need to you need to know where the truck's going to be so you can update your customer. You need, yeah. and, and you and I both know Nate that some of the carriers we can vet them all they want on on paper and through FMCSA and. Uh, TIA watchdog, whatever, but it all comes down to their performance and uh, having the driver's numbers. The you know, I don't want to. I don't want to shoot the breeze with the guy all day. I just want to know where he is. <laughs> no offense to those drivers out there. 
No, I, I hear you. Um, I do want to. I want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Lean Solutions Group. Before we get to the other few questions here, so uh, you can go to leangroup.com. Uh, we're going to have Trey Griggs on here in the next, uh, hopefully, the next month to talk about something cool. But Lean's been a sponsor of ours for a while. Freight Three Hundred Sixty personally uses them for marketing and on the tech side, but they're they're heavily known for their near shore. Uh, staffing solution where they've got an office or actually three of them down in Columbia, uh, South America, and they've got trained freight broker ops people and account managers that you can hire at a fraction of the price that are trained in this industry to help grow your business. So you're going to get folks that speak good English and you can get basically two of them for the cost of one in the state. So check them out at leangroup.com. All right. The next question I have well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this, but you, you asked the question. What tools can a new broker use to find shippers to call on? And let me preface this. We get this question so often, and it's asked different ways. At the end of the day, they want to know, where do I find customers? Okay. How did I'm you gonna, find, I, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll give you some answers, but I want I to know. I'm going to answer. You've been, you've, been, you've been on the block a, you know, a time or two. I what mean, did you do to they, find my shippers? My nickname's the town bicycle. No, I'm joking. Um, I, uh, um, no, I want, I want to kind of go off the beaten path for a second, come right back into it. Um, Nate and I have been colleagues, like we talked about for years and years and years since I think 10 years probably. And I tra- I've trained all my guys over the years. Well, since Nate and Ben put out this freight brokerage 101, which is a mere $749, but it teaches freight broker basics. The basics teaches you, that's just the basics. If you want to get into the nitty gritty, go, Nate will tell you about it. I'm telling you, I have successfully trained brokerages with this video just by paying the $749. I never made, I'll never make you pay, Will. Well, not me personally, but I know a guy that did. No, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, Movie. I'm not kidding. Nate and Ben put this video together. I've given it to all my guys. I've given it to, I mean, uh, Nate knows. It's just, it goes from A to Z. But getting customers is the question. It's all about four attributes, in my opinion. Four actions. Four attributes. Oh, attributes. Ethical freight rates, which... I believe I'm going to go A, B, and C. Um, volume and small margin over one big winner. Ooh, I got a thousand dollar winner. Well, you're never going to see that customer again. Um, ethical freight rates, communication, um, being punctual, and just being downright starting a relationship. You know, don't bug them. Don't don't be a, a robot that's reading a manuscript. Is that that's it right? I think last time I said manifest. You did uh, say manifest. Well, we were in Nashville for a few days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, is is just you know stay on your leads, keep up with your telemarketing. You know um, these different brokerages have different training methods, but like I said, Nate and Ben's video is is something that's. Uh, it's spot on. So I want to I want to interject here because um, you just answered a different question, but it's a good question. We're we're looking at how do you find leads, and you answered better yet, how do you actually get business, and that's even more important. And one of the things you mentioned is um, is building a rapport and a relationship, and I think 
we could give you all all the tips and tricks all you want if you don't if you don't have a, a like if you're not a likable person if you don't have a, an easy to get along with like sort of sense about you people aren't going to want to do business with you i mean it comes down to that and you have to you have to on your own individually learn how to be more outgoing more likable right you don't want to sound sleazy like a used car salesman in that generic um type of way but you also don't want to sound like a robot reading off of a script like you said or manifest as you called it in june so what what was the question again it was on tools to find shippers okay. so like google linkedin thomas net reference usa uh google. there's a chamber of commerce websites zoom info there's a ton of them i just named yeah. like seven of them so Man. google's the, google's the easiest one but tell you in 2007 when i when i started uh with access america transport i'd already been interning at a, at a, at a shipping and receiving place for three years um while i was getting through college but at Access, nobody was doing, and Coyote bought out Access America Transport in 2012, I think. Anyway, um, I was calling, I got in the oil and gas industry. I was simply calling shipping and receivers, shippers and receivers, asking them, how do you load a truck? What are the requirements for a flatbed to load pipe, oil filled pipe? You know, uh, just, just ask questions before you call your customer. Have industry knowledge. I would say would be the biggest and the and the most sharp. That's huge. Yeah, because they're going to know if you don't know jack shit about freight. Yeah, if you look up, uh, <laughs> like you said, Thomas Net. If you just find a number and you call, hi, this is Will with. Wait, hold on. Do you have the trucks or do we have the trucks? I, I'm going to have to call you back. I mean, that's what it'll come down to, and so. Do your research, do do your due diligence, do your job. Don't sit on Facebook. If you want to be successful, I mean, I, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I'll, I'll tell you this too is, you know, one of the things I did when I first got in this industry was uh, to listen to the people around me, right? Listen to what they're saying on the phone. Hop on their phone calls. Listen in, like plug a second headset in and just kind of hear how it goes, right? You can learn from others, but you definitely have to have the knowledge. You got to know basic industry stuff. Um, so, yeah. And then you pick up over the years, you start picking up different, you know, terminologies and different lingo. And it becomes, a, for me, a, I love my job. Yeah. All right. The next question we've got here is what kind of pay or commission should a carrier sales rep make? So um, I don't think that you I don't think that you use this model. So I'll answer this one. So what some people will do in their brokerage is they will hire accounting. I'm sorry, not accounting account managers. Right. To just handle building a book of business, getting loads, quoting, and then they'll hire an operations person to cover their freight. Okay, and so customers they'll, they'll do cradle to grave and they'll hire an ops person just to try to source carriers and stuff like that. And there's no right or wrong way to pay somebody, but I I always love to incentivize folks with commission. All right, so if you could tie commission to their performance, it gives them an incentive to, to do better, right? To get better rates from carriers, to find and source more carriers, to cover more loads. Um, so a base pay with a commission structure is, is typically pretty common. I'll tell you that um, carrier sales reps, and this is just on average, probably make between 30 and 40 grand a year. 
and they probably make five to ten percent on commission, probably closer to five, because they're not really selling on the customer side. They're more so covering freight, and they've got a base pay to go along with it. Um, that's not to say that some companies don't pay more or not have commission at all. That's just kind of where the average tends to fall, um, because if you're not feeding them enough business to cover they still have a base pay to fall back on. But if you have an influx in business, that commission incentivizes them to get as much of it covered as possible. So it's a good question. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like some people will pay them like a, a flat 20 bucks a load you cover or a percentage, five, 10% that you cover. Uh, I've seen people pay like 20% or 30% and they don't get a base pay. I mean, it just, it really just depends. It would depend. I'm trying to fathom it. It would depend on the account because I, I was I was taught and, and raised I'm raised um, I was I was I was I was taught up um, you know cradle to grave cradle to grave being you deal with one account rep who updates you from the time of pickup to the time of delivery so um, I've heard of these brokerages with the customer sales and the care sales and that's interesting because that that's got to be a complacent, you know, uh, buddy system almost where the customer reps have to be in communication with the carrier reps. Yeah. Well, so the reason that people will use that model with carrier sales is if you hire somebody and you want them to learn the industry before they go out there and try to get new customers, they'll throw you in an operations role, like a carrier sales role where, yeah, you've already got business. You've already got freight moving. We'll train them on how to get loads covered and how to check call and how to work through that operations process. Then once they've learned, they've learned it and they're comfortable with it, then they can turn around and start calling new customers and they know what the hell they're talking about then. So that's right. one of the reasons that people will use that. That makes sense. Cause a lot yeah. of people are scared to pick up the phone. It's just a box and yep. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to jump off the, question for a second but yeah well we got one more we got one last question all right <laughs> uh reefer ltl how does oh. it work well, um, here's my here's my honest answer it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't um, I, I, I people I are had... like oh i found a new prospect and they want me to move reefer ltl it's like dude if you don't even know ltl in the first place let alone reefer don't just be hopping into reefer ltl and here's why Claims, 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 all right? There are some regional LTL carriers that are reefer LTL in their region and they have um, segmented portions of their trailer that can actually um, keep the temperature different, right? Standard LTL carrier, not gonna do that for you. So something's gotta be 32 and something's gotta be 40. Something's gotta be, you know, frozen. It's like, dude, you're yeah. asking yeah. for trouble. It's funny, I saw that I question. I saw that question, and, and when I worked in Miami, I almost thought I created a reefer LTL uh, carrier network, but it was because we shipped out so many, uh, you know, pallets a day, truckloads a day, um, that were all frozen, you know, so you could, I could actually match them up and they could drop them, but it really doesn't exist. You can partial, but you gotta, you gotta remember claims, just like Nate said. And, and and that's that's a testy business because if you're if you're LTLing or partialing a reefer frozen truck, the doors open for thirty minutes. You're compromising the freight from the other customers. So it's just yep. not something that really exists. So here's what I have seen when I worked in LTL with uh, Conway Freight at the time before they became XPO. 
it's LTL. And if someone had a refrigerated or a frozen or temperature controlled shipment, they do sell pallet size enclosed containers that can individually control the temperature of that individual pallet or that individual um, shipment. And the customer will, they own it. They own that enclosed device. And it's basically just, a, it's got tines and it's got holes in the bottom for the forklift tines. Um, but that being said, they are controlling the temperature themselves of their shipment, not relying on the carrier to have it set. So interesting stuff. It is interesting. And, and yeah. that's you ever seen one of those or no? I have. I yeah. Have. I've seen it and I, and I was scared of it. It's like a big cooler, basically. It's a big so. cooler. And it's something that I, yeah, I would stay away from that. Is there another question? No, that's it, man. Um, unless you got anything you want to talk about, I just want to, I just want to wrap it with my predictions on the NFL before we close right, it up. Well, today. I just want to say success to be in any industry, but especially a freight broker, is pick up the phone, pick it up. Talking to a carrier is the same as talking to a customer. They're people. You can read them or you can't. Don't be a robot. Don't follow a manuscript. Follow your training. I would suggest if you're starting a brokerage, just back up a few questions. And I'm not trying to sell for Nate or Ben. That brokerage 101. Uh, Freight broker basics. Yeah, Freight broker basics. It's the best purchase that I've ever had multiple times because I didn't have to train them. It trains your broker. And uh, again, attributes, communication, ethical, on time, and just being a follow the golden rule. Treat others like you want to be treated. Well, yeah. I mean, that goes yeah. a long way. It does. It does. You got to have integrity and you got to have a cell phone. If you lose either one, you're done. You're up the creek without a paddle. That's it. You're like, all right. Uh, NFL predictions. Bills hosting the Colts minus seven spread. I'm, I, I like Buffalo covering seven there. They're hot right now. Yeah, but Nate, I've seen the, I've seen the Colts, and, and I know you're a Bills fan. So Buffalo you know. beat the Colts last year in the wild card. I know. This year, I've seen I've seen what uh, the Colts have been bringing to the game, and they're five and five right now. Bills, I would take that bet, but I buy it to to minus six and a half to cover that. But I, I think they win by seven. I hear you. They're going to win by fourteen. Um, that's that's it. Are you going? You see, the, you see the Lions got their first uh, non-loss tie with Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. So Roethlisberger was out. Was he on the COVID list or something? Right. So Mason Rudolph played. That was ridiculous, you know. And I just don't get this flag football. I mean, NFL football that's coming out nowadays. You know, it goes in overtime. You can't tie. It's like it's like. No <laughs> Are you crazy. watching ESPN right now? I hear it. No, that was watching. Uh, <laughs> no, I was looking at the lines. So we got uh, New England and Atlanta. Um, the spread is plus seven. I give that one a. Let's see. I'm going to give you my expert pick, Nate, on this one. I'm going to give you four. Which, which game are you looking at? Locks. This is New England at Atlanta. That's tomorrow night. That's Thursday night football. Yeah. Take I hope the Patriots lose, but I don't know if they I'm just, I'm just going to. New England's favored by or seven points. Take, take New England, but you got to buy that down to minus six and a half. Uh, you know, the Falcons, they were they were turning the corner offensively, but they, they kind of took a step back when they lost the Cowboys, you know. Um, 
it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a high scoring game. Under over is at forty seven and a half. Thursday night football. I would take the over. That's my two picks on that. Well, this podcast releases Friday, so too late to put your bets in on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go. To I'm, I'm curious to see if you were right though. You're taking the over in a six and a half point That's New England. I like it. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, buddy. So Sunday, November 21st. Chiefs-Cowboys, that'll be a good one. Um, Steelers-Chargers. Houston won't be very good. Yeah, uh, Houston's playing Tennessee, Green, and Green they're playing Bay. in Tennessee. So I, yeah, I, don't I mean, I'd love to see an upset there for <laughs> the AFC for Buffalo's sake, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I think there's a good – there's going to be a great 1 p.m. game, Green Bay and Minnesota – I think Green Bay's favorite. That's always by a good two. matchup. Green Bay's favorite by two, but you take the Vikings all day plus two and the under. Mm. Um, Interesting. <laughs> well, now, cool. We got some predictions. I'm, we're going to wrap up this episode here. You got any final thoughts before we sign off here, Will? Well, my final thoughts are thank you for having me on the show, Nate. Uh, We're glad to have you, man. I, I appreciate it. We'll have you, you on know, again. I'm, uh, I'm like Merle Haggard. I'm a, I'm a rambling man and uh, been rambling around, but uh, finally landed here in the great St. Elmo part of Chattanooga. And, uh, that a boy. Jones Nationwide, powered by Pierce Worldwide, is uh, up for hire. Out for hire. If you're interested, give us a call. But uh, definitely look into these podcasts and keep following them. Nick Cross has done wonders for many, many, many colleagues of mine, and uh, he and Ben alike. And so, rock on. Thanks, Will. And until next time, go Bills. That wraps up this episode of Freight 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all the other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes for links to any articles and content that we referenced on this episode. Visit us on the web at www.freight360.net. And if you'd like to learn more about a new home for your agency, contact me directly. And if you'd like to learn more about me coming out to run a free complimentary sales training for your team, check me out on LinkedIn or again at www.freight360.net.